What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast. I'm Jack, joined here by Lorenzo, and we're back from our Christmas vacation. We missed you guys. I really miss being on the mic, but how was your vacay, Jack? It was good. Uh, we didn't we didn't record any pods, but we kept working, took a few days off, but baseball kind of ushered us back in. Forced us right back into the game. We've rapidly realized there are no days off in baseball. Always got to work. Always grinding. That's what we do here. But before we get into this episode, which we have a lot to talk about, Blake Snell to the Padres, what's going on there, Dodgers versus Padres arms race, Sam Fold, new general manager of the Phillies, a lot of news, just a news pod. Make sure you go follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, any place you like to consume your content at the Turning to Pod. But Jack, let's get right into it. Let's talk Padres. So what happened last night? What broke the internet? Jeff Passan decided to hop on his little fancy handy-dandy laptop and just say Snell is going to the Padres for a bunch load of prospects. And then, it well, we can start with that. Yeah, we'll start with that because the Padres have been busy. Yeah, yeah we got we got a lot to talk about. So let's start Blake Snell to the Padres for free of their top— so the Rays trade Blake Snell to the Padres for free of their top 15 prospect— one of them being a top 25 prospect in the game. That would be Luis Patino, the third prospect in the Padres organization. So that's kind of a haul. And also, out of nowhere, just out of left field, there wasn't any like build up to it over Christmas break or anything. Just came out of nowhere. We got five weeks ago, I think, if my timeline's correct, it was Blake Snell. The Rays are open to trading Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And when you hear open to trading, it's kind of just like, all right, that's everybody's open to trading anybody, like if you offer the right package. But it just didn't happen. But before, I want to give myself a big old pat on the back because I've been on this since day one. I'm seeing uh, Talking Jake and other people like tweeting about it. No, no, no. I was the first. (laughs) I did the night of. I was potting, and we talked about it, and I was like, he's done. He's out of the race, and now he is. So it was. I'm very proud of my one right take this year. That, that was a good take. I'm, it was, I feel like there's, there was a very small chance that it could have happened, but if he was going to get traded, it was to the Padres or Dodgers. So the, And the Padres are clearly there. They made money this year somehow, so they're, they're opening up the bank. So it's actually not even really opening up the bank because I think he only has what is his contract like thirteen mil a year. That's so true. So yeah. the, they're opening up the prospect bank, is what they're doing. They're, they're paying. They're going all in. They are, and I really I know you said Dodgers Padres, but I in no way in my mind did I see Blake Snell going to the Padres. It just didn't. We talked about it, but I didn't see it actually happening. The Padres are kind of that team that anyone could go to, and it would be kind of fun, like a fun story. But Agreed. Snell doesn't scream Padres. He doesn't. He has a personality, but he doesn't scream, hey, I'm a San Diego Padres. So it kind of definitely caught me off guard. The package also caught me off guard. I thought it, that's a lot. They gave up a good amount. It is a lot. I've seen a lot about this, like who won the trade, who won the trade. And I don't like I don't love talking about that. Me but either. I think this is a pretty even trade because, yeah, the Padres gave up a lot, but they also got Blake Snell. So it's like you, did. you're going to have to give up a lot for Snell for cheap for the next two years. Like, it, it makes sense. And he also has three years left on his deal, right? You, you said that. Yeah, this season, yeah, two more after that. Yeah, so it's you're getting a ton of Blake Snell for 
Patino, who's supposed to be a stud. So it, it's a it's a trade that you're willing to make. There's just as soon as I see X team trades with the Tampa Bay Rays, immediately in my head, I'm like, oh no, this team's about yeah. to get bent over. This is not good. Bad, bad, bad look. So Snell, I like Snell, but we also have to talk about the fact that he had one Cy Young season, stud in the playoffs, but he's been up and down. So I'm not convinced that Blake Snell is like a bona fide number one. I think that's misleading. Yeah, he he was injured this season too, so we didn't get a full stale. But I think the theme with the Padres rotation is they even with Clev, it's not like they have the Derek Cole, the Jacob DeGrom. They're kind of just shaping up this mixture of young and oldish talent that just makes a great rotation. But there's no that one ace. Like in a couple years when the Padres are in the World Series, game one, it's like, I don't know who's starting. I think is this year when the Padres are in the World Series. Let's talk. Could be, um, yeah. But, yeah, I agree. It feels like they, like, and then we also have the rumors of Darvish we'll get to. They're acquiring a bunch of 1B pitchers. Like, they're not your 1As. They're mm-hmm. just, like, yeah, the second tier. Like, right before ace. Yeah. Is, like, they're, if you have them as a number one, like, you're not upset. But they're not your Garrett Coles. They're not your yeah. Jacob. They're studs. They're so not the like, top five pitchers in the game, but they're the top ten. Top, exactly. They're the back half of the top 10. So it's it's a very interesting strategy that I'm seeing. So, again, whenever I see Blake Snap, the Rays trade, I get concerned. But A.J. Preller for the Padres, man, just wheeling and dealing. Go get Clem, go get Snell, potentially Darvish. That's insane. But I want to – there's a couple things I want to know. How does this affect the Tampa Bay Rays in your eyes? Um, It kind of sucks for the Rays, I think. I mean, they lost their, their ace. Um. But they don't really function like that. I think Rays fans are kind of going to be like, oh, we got a Hall of Prospects. But th- you always have a Hall of Prospects. They made it to the World Series this year. I don't think they're making it to the World Series in a 162-game season next year without Blake Snell. And now there's rumors about them trading Kiermaier. So it kind of seems like they're really just selling high and they're going to get prospects. But, I mean, the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Red Sox will eventually get back there. Orioles on the come up, like... They're they're not going to be at the top for much longer if they don't if they keep just selling off their top talent as soon as it gets really good. I think your take is exactly what I disagree with with baseball media so far. Okay. Is everyone tends to do this overreaction when the Rays make a trade, like oh they can't keep doing this? How why would you trade your ace? This is what the Rays do. They are consistent on what they do. You get good, you're gone. That's what they're gonna do. They're not here to pay the superstar or deal with the diva pitcher it's everybody's the same so as soon as Blake Snell which is why I was so confident he's going to get traded as soon as Blake Snell became more than you're just a one through five pitcher he became Blake Snell he wasn't a Tampa Bay Rays pitcher he separated himself in the playoffs and then the way he carried himself post game and just the vibe of Kevin Cash I knew he was gone that's what the Rays do they're gonna trade their stars when they get good. Do you like it? That's a different conversation. I agree with you. I don't particularly yeah. like it. I think it's bad for baseball, but the Rays raised. Like Kevin Kiermeyer, it completely makes sense that they would trade him and get more prospects because that's what they do. They, If you have a recognizable name on the Tampa Bay Rays team, you're going to be traded. Yeah, I think it's really bad for baseball, obviously. Agreed. Sucks, and this is why the Rays don't have that many fans and no one wants to see the teams because you don't know anyone who's playing on that team. That's why the free agents don't want to go there, and they also can't, they won't even pay the free agents. So I think there's a lot of issues there. 
but also I don't this is just my stupid opinion but I don't see the Rays being as do you think they're as scary as they were this year the next season opening day I'm not scared of the Rays at all yeah but I'm I'm never truly scared of the Rays I'm just scared of uh because they always have this ability to just adapt is what they do I always believe that they have a plan I've I've seen them do it enough where I even though I don't see the talent there's going to be somebody there. I just have that idea. So I'm seeing people write the AOEs is wide open, Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays. I disagree. I would not be shocked one bit if it's Yankees, Rays, neck and neck again, and out of nowhere, you're seeing a Randy Arozarena-type pitcher. Like, that's how it's – dude, it's impossible to predict with this team. Yeah. And I'm done taking L's with them. Like, I am <laughs> – they've broken me. I'm a fence rider now. I don't – I'm not going to come out hot on them. They – yeah, they, I mean, that that is what they do, and they have had success with it. My only issue is this is their this was their best year in a long time. Agreed. And they didn't win the World Series. A team that didn't win the World Series but was really good, like the Padres, have gone out and added many pieces to get better. The Rays are getting worse for next season. Technically, yeah, they've, they've lost some good talent. Okay. But... We don't know what they're going to do after. They've gotten good for the next... They've gotten better in the next three years. But next season, they're not better than they were. So, it you're, that's not really how you win the World Series. You want to have a good team and then add on and get that final push. That's not what they're doing. And I don't think that's going to work in the playoffs. I agree with you for the most part there. But where I would disagree with you is the Rays ran into an absolute buzzsaw. The same buzzsaw that took out the Padres. The Dodgers were a force they're still a force like that's a once in a generation talent team Mm -hmm. and two yeah the rays are technically not better on paper for 2021 but the ways the tampa bay rays operate is for 2024 not 2021 they are always planning for the next free i that's like that's a different conversation is that stupid is it bad for baseball yes i also agree it's not good for baseball that you don't know who randy rosarena is and then he's the best player in baseball and now he probably fall off a cliff like, that's not good. But for the ways the Rays operate, this is consistent. And they're selling at an all-time high on um, on uh, Blake Snell. He'll nev- his value will never be higher unless they traded him after the signing season. And it is now, after he went out and just shoved in the postseason. So, and also, can they get a pitcher to give what Blake Snell gives them for less money and less problems because yeah. of the way they operate? It's definitely a smart move for the Rays. Like, there is... Like, there was no reason that they wouldn't do this. But I just mm-hmm. don't think – no Rays fan can come out saying, like, oh, now we're going to win the World Series because we traded Blake Snell for prospects. Yeah, but no Rays fan exists, let's be honest. That's also true. So it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword that I see with this team. But I think we, I think we hit that pretty good. But I'm, I think there's a trickle-down effect with this. How does this affect the Padres? Is something uh, we can just give me your surface level only Blake Snell because I have a couple more things I want to get to and we'll talk about the whole Padres team. But just how does Blake Snell work with the Padres in your opinion? Makes them really good and it kind of covers them for next year because with Clev being out, um, Paddock really kind of hasn't figured it out yet and Mackenzie Gore hasn't pitched anything yet. Um, this kind of c- makes them really competitive next year um, against the Dodgers. And just even helps them more in 2022-2023. But this, they really needed to make a move um, for this season to just basically replace Clove. 
Does this move the needle at all for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, in what way? So, before the Snell trade, your expectations for the Padres were what? Um, good, but the Dodgers are just way too good. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. seeing the, um, the playoff, I mean, why they lost in the playoffs, anything could have happened. They lost, they barely beat the Cardinals. They didn't really put up too much of a fight against the Dodgers. They were throwing, they bullpen day every single game. So every game. If you pick up a Blake Snell, he, he's going to shove for you. The Padres will throw him eight innings. They will not pull him out at six. I agree. I think uh, I think Snell's a Band-Aid for 2021. I think all he does is just replace the injury of Clevenger. You're the same team you were if you had Mike Clevenger. I think they're pretty comparable pitchers, in my opinion. So, yeah, um, and then 2022, you got both of them. That's definitely bingo. moves the needle. But for 2021, I think you're in the exact same spot. I don't think it really does too much. For your expectations this year with Snell alone. But I will say, did you see uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. IG game today? I didn't, but it's always my fire. Boy, my boy was cooking. He was in the comment section just dropping heart emojis left and right. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, all right, I see you, I see you. Do you think so, uh, he would get on stream with Snell? Because Snell, does Snell stream? He does, stream? yeah. I thought he did. Snell's an interesting personality. It, he, he has that fun. He's kind of like a, um, a B-level bower. Ooh, interesting. Where he's not he like that. He took the B out of Bauer. <laughs> yeah, he's just an hour, hour guy. Um, I, do you want to hear my live take that something that's definitely going to happen, and I'm going to predict it right here? Let's hear it. Give me it. So the Padres are in deep talks to acquire you Darvish from the Cubs in a trade. Yeah, that's true. And they just got Snell, and they just signed um, Hey Sung Kim. From the KBO, who was a third baseman shortstop, he's reports are saying he's going to play second for them. They have Jake Cronenworth, so they're going to trade Cronenworth to the Cubs, right, for Darvish. Ooh, uh, what I read is that they think Cronenworth can outfield, can play in the outfield because their outfield depth's not great. So true. That's what I read, but if they do a a tandem of Cronenworth with um. With, uh, I'm sorry, I want to make sure I pronounce his name. Right. With Kim, I think that could work. But that's an interesting take. Would you tra- I don't know if I tra- I really like Cronenworth, though. I don't know if I'd trade him. Yeah, but I mean, they got to give up. They're running low on prospects. And you don't, that I mean, they might just completely deplete. But I think for Darvish, you're going to need. Ah, the Cubs are rebuilding, though. But I don't know. It, I mean, Cronenworth was a rookie. But you got to give. I think Darvish. They have too many players. I mean, the Padres have. A, they just signed this. KBO star who's basically like a bench bat for them right now. So I think s- some major league talents got to go. I disagree. This is my, this is, I put this as a prompt. I don't know if he saw it, if he was setting up or not. But I what, what I want to talk about is are the Padres trying to out Dodgers the Dodgers? I think they're trying to desperately keep up with the Dodgers. Because, oh, this was my main point. I'm excited to talk about this. The Padres are being really smart because they're doing exactly what the Rays aren't doing. The Rays are Ooh. preparing for the future. But the Dodgers, they're not going to rebuild. They're going to be good for 50 years. It's just like they have so much money. They've figured everything out. They just have infinite talent. They might not be as great as they are right now, but they're never going to be like last place for a long time at least. So the Padres are saying, yeah, we're coming into the prime of our um, our franchise right now. In the next probably 10 years, like the next couple seasons, this is where it's got to happen. You can't just settle with second place every single year. They're saying, okay, we're pretty good. Let's just go nuts and try to actually 
keep up and maybe be able to beat the Dodgers. See, I agree, but I don't agree with I agree with most of what you're saying. Um, but the only thing that I would add to that is I think the reason that you don't trade Cronenworth and the reason you keep Kim and you add these bats is what do the Dodgers do? They basically have major league starters on their bench. They don't believe in position baseball in a sense. They just sign mm-hmm. talent is what they do. Yeah, so, no, I agree with that. I think um, obviously you don't want to give up the talent. I'm just saying um, they would probably like have to. But if, if you can avoid it, I think you do. I think that basically like Definitely, I saw yeah. a press I saw a press conference. I think it was Preller or it was somebody in the Padres organization when asked about Kim's uh, position. They were like, does he need one? It's this era of positionless baseball in a sense that we're coming into where p- people who can adapt, if you can hit, you're on the bench, especially with the NLs this year and the more switches, they're probably looking at it like this is another bat we can get and hold on to with the Dodgers who just have infinite, infinite talent on their bench. So what they're, I think that what they're trying to do is get in an arms race with the Dodgers. They're just like, okay, this is how many talent, talented players you have. I'll match you. So I don't. I would be truly stunned if Jake Cronenworth gets traded or if anybody on the major league roster who has some sort of impact gets traded. Because I think it's just going to be the Dodgers versus Padres who can sign more talent. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. I just don't. Do the Padres have enough? I mean, who Darvish had a better season than Snell. So do the Padres have more? Do they have better prospects to just ship out for Darvish if this is going to happen? I think Darvish is going to be less than Snell because Darvish has three years, $54 million left on his contract. He's 34 years old. True, more risk. Uh, so much more risk, more money. Cubs need to get rid of him. Rays didn't need to get rid of Snell. Um, and I think that Snell also has again more upside he's 28 again six years younger than darvish so i think there's a lot of factors that makes darvish cheaper than snow in that sense i do think the blake snell state trade kind of set the market though for these pitchers being moved uh set the market or just like is gonna start kicking everything off nah set the market for luis castillo sunny gray you darvish i think this is like okay this is what blake snell got are you better or worse than blake snell so you get more or less for prospects yeah, so I think, DC, mm-hmm. would you rather Sonny Gray or Blake Snow? Blake Snow. Would you rather you Darvish or Blake Snow? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Darvish had a better season, but Snow, I mean, I don't know. P- people are probably more into Blake Snow right now, so we'll go Snow, especially for a team that needs postseason dominance. Luis Castillo or Blake Snow? Snow. So that means he's top of the market then. So everything should be lower than what he got. So if he yeah, traded, well, isn't that like common sense? In a in a way, I don't think he's top market though. I would rather Sonny Gray than Blake Snell. I would rather if I'm mm-hmm. an NL team. I would rather Darvish than Blake Snell, if we're just doing pitcher talent. So that in my words, then I would think Darvish would get more, but I don't know if that's how the other teams view him. So it's it's just something to watch. And then there's a trickle down effect. How does this affect Bauer? Yeah, I was thinking. So especially if Darvish goes to the Padres. You kind of have to assume Bauer. There's no way. But then also, I mean, like, at this point, why not? not? Yeah. Um, That would be insane. Um, I don't think, I think Bauer to the Padres is basically off the table at this point. Yeah. They haven't, it's, if they had any plans on doing it, they still could because they haven't spent any money. They signed um, Kim, but I don't know 
that I don't think that was a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So if they trade for Darvish and um, Snell, the contracts aren't that expensive. So they they could make a splash on a nice like four or five year Bauer deal and just pay him real good, and that would be their window. But as we are baseball reporters and fun baseball people. For fun, that's so fun, dude. Like, I'm oh, into yeah. that. But do we actually want that? Do we want the formation of another super team? Like, that's that's pretty bad. I don't want that. I want Bauer to go somewhere else. I think that's kind of a – I enjoy the parody more than, like, all right, these two teams are the only two teams who are going to be good. I think that's a it's, – it's fun for us to, like, talk about, like, all oh, Padres versus Dodgers. But I don't know if that's actually the best thing for baseball if pa- Bauer yeah. goes there. The issue is because they're both in the NL West – and, like, if they were an L- AL team, like, if he went to the Yankees or something, like, that would be almost, like, more exciting. I'm a little scared he's going to go to the Angels. And just and, die away. And just, like, not, I mean, literally completely outshined in the same state by the Dodgers and the Padres. And then Bowers in with the Angels. Just completely outshined. And then his Twitter game just gets weak and he's trying to, like, chirp at the Padres yeah. and Dodgers. And it's just not working. But I think... Bauer to the Angels, like you, I think yeah, you texted me the other day. Mm-hmm. It just makes it does make perfect sense where talent goes to die. I'm just worried that he'll, the only difference between Bauer and like Rendon is that Bauer won't go down quietly. He'll go down tweeting. Yeah, Rend- <laughs> Rendon will go down praying. Like there's a difference True. there. <laughs> so he's so different than everybody else on that Angels team. Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, they're not talking about anything. And then Bauer yeah. goes in there and he's just like tweeting left and right. Imagine Bauer going in with his camera, though, and, like, just vlogging Mike Trout. Baseball think, needs that. I agree. Do you think that Bauer would be able to, you know, loosen up anyone on that team? Or would it uh, be war- – or, like, would it just be counterproductive and he's, like, alien- like, outlier? I don't think he's the loosen up guy. I think he's the intense guy. Because he, like – he has the – he, like, does the fun stuff, but I don't think he's necess- – he's not the clubhouse joker. Interesting. I would, yeah. yeah. That's Felix more clev than Bauer. Like, the yeah, ba- Bauer's like, I'm coming here. I'm winning. I'm gonna throw the ball over the fence if you try to take me out. He's he's the intensity. But yo, if he him and uh, Mike Trout play a game of MLB the Show against each other. Yeah, that, my, we need that. Must that, watch. That might be what I'm hoping for now. I think Springer's going to the Mets, and I think the Angels are gonna get Bauer, and Bauer's gonna make him a little more relevant. He's gonna get Rendon and Mike Trout on camera, and it'll be fun. I think if we get Rendon on camera, he'll probably be, like, lighting some incense or something in the corner. Probably. But if we get Mike Trout and, like, any sort of personality, just show me that you like weird stuff, Trout. That's all I want to know. Say that you put ketchup on the outside of the bread of your hot dog and not on the inside. Just something weird. And I'll be like, dude, you're so much cooler now. Yeah. Just because you have personality. So Just him, like, smiling. We'd be like, oh, nice. His smile does light up my world. It really does. I I really need it. So we got some other news that happened. Mm-hmm. We talked about the KBO signing. Padres got Darvish. So you're saying Springer to the Mets. Now, before we talk about that, I just want to say one thing about the Blue Jays, who's our other contender. Mm-hmm. Should I? I feel like I should care much more about the Blue Jays than I do. They're irrelevant unless they make a couple big signings, but they're interested in every single player, and it's not looking like they're gonna get they're gonna get anyone. So it's like until want, they do, I don't care. You want to know who my what my analogy for the Blue Jays is? What is it? I imagine the Blue Jays as a fifth grade boy who's going to his first dance, who's asking every single mm-hmm. girl who he sees to go with him, only to be rejected, and then irrelevant. 
Sorry if that yeah. was mean. But that's By exactly how I see it. By the bigger kid who's really kind of starting to grow a mustache. He's got some good dance moves. Maybe like more like the Dodgers or the Yankees. Like exactly. he just can't keep up. He can't. He can hit the whoa. You still haven't figured it out yet. He's mm-hmm. look, combing his mustache in his locker room and you're still over there. Like what? what's happening? So yeah. that's how I imagine the Blue Jays. I'm like, I really don't care about you. Yet I continue to see them placed above the Rays now or just like in this like top echelon of the AL. I'm like, why? They don't even, they don't even have a city. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much to figure out. I don't – if you're the Blue Jays, I don't really think you want the big free agent this year. Even though I predicted yeah. it way long ago, I think I predicted they were going to get Springer and be really good. But their pitching is just um, – I think it's a little bit of a mess. Unless people really ball out. They got some, like, C-tier pitchers. They they need to figure that out. I think Springer to the Mets is more of an immediate impact than the Blue Jays. Like, they do need some outfielders, but they they need to figure out their pitching. Wait till you get back to Toronto before you go out spreading the big bucks, yeah. at least. Like, come what are we doing? The Buffalo Blue Jays aren't making a – Even if they sign Springer, I don't get it. I'm like, does Springer move the needle to make the Blue Jays? Does it like put them in that Yankee status? No, they're still not good enough to do that. So it's I just and maybe it'll set them up for next offseason, but it just doesn't seem like that type of year. Yet I continue to see the endless Blue Jays fodder. I'm like, why? Why is this Mm -hmm. happening? Yeah, I really. The one player I could see them scooping up, and it'd be a really nice. Um, pickup is like DJ because that'd just be fun if he went to the Blue Jays instead of the Yankees um, but then also like their infield is loaded with young talent I guess that kind of like solidifies it they kind of have an opening at second but they I, they need like another Ryu they need a couple more of those and then it's like okay now we can win some playoff games exactly you- it's interesting yeah what makes me like maybe they have a plan or maybe they're just really feeling it out this offseason and then they'll they didn't get anything they liked and next season they'll come back and scoop up some some all-star players i just i don't get it man it's very confusing to me the blue jays oh, interesting team but you have spring it to the match well, i mean Elaborate. he said Why? spring Why i mean happening? he said it's down to the blue jays or mets and don't really maybe it's just i don't want it but i don't really see it in the blue jays and bauer and the mets are I mean, now that the Padres are kind of not really fully on Bauer, I'd assume, um, I could see maybe Bauer going to the Mets, but it just doesn't make as much sense to me. I think Steve Cohen has to spend money, and it's looking like Springer's going to be the one, which is interesting because that was like probably the last one out of the big three, JT, Realmuto, Bauer, and then Springer. But now it's looking like their focus is Springer. I mean, just pure idiots talking about it though we like no one knows that's how free agency works but that's my gut feeling i think he i think he's going to the mets out of like guilt by cohen because he came out firing and -hmm. like you if he doesn't sign him then it feels like a disappointment he's got to sign bauer or springer and i feel like bauer is less likely than springer at this point so he's got to do something so if bauer signs anywhere he's guaranteed go to the mets because you cannot come out mr cool guy on twitter and then say all these things and then sign nobody but James McCann. Like, you yeah. got to do something. Yeah, they got the good catcher. I mean, Bauer or Springer, that's a great offseason. They just got to get one of them. And I, I'm kind of liking Springer to the Mets. It's it's all right. They make them better. It's a little fun. 
but it's not like insane. And then Bower to the Angels, it's a little fun, but it's not insane. I think that kind of evens out, and that feels like where we're going. I agree. I think Springer fits better with the Mets, in my opinion, because they need more hitters than the Blue Jays do. It just seems like overall like a must, a must sign, must have signing for the Mets. Yeah. Now our boys in Tampa Bay did make a signing this week. To, uh, maybe I thought it was to replace Charlie Morton. Maybe it's to replace Blake <laughs> Snell. Michael Walker goes to the Tampa Bay Rays on a one-year, three million dollar deal. Now, Jack, my question number one: Do you know how good Michael Walker is? I mean, not great. He he stinks, in my yeah. opinion. I think he's terrible. Last season, he had six sixty-two ERA and thirty-four innings pitched. Career four ERA, so it's not as bad. I my vivid remember of Michael Walker is when he was like the young stud in two thousand thirteen against yep. the uh, against the Red Sox. But he's never really panned out. He had the same type of deal with the Mets last year. He just didn't work. So now he's back with the Rays. So does is this to replace Snell, in your opinion? This is just to probably replace Morton and Snell. That Walker will probably be pretty good this year. Because that's what the Rays kind of do. They they know their pitching pretty well. So he'll probably give them the innings they need to then just go to the bullpen and win some games. So good move for the Rays. Um I think if Walker goes to any other team, it's like, ooh, I don't, I don't know what you're getting here. But the Rays, it's like uh, he'll probably put up, he'll probably have like a two ERA this year. That's the Rays effect. So how much money are we should we put down on Michael Walker as comeback player of the year? Walker, mm, I'd put that. I'd put like thirty bucks. I'd put thirty. Show me the odds, and I'll put thirty down. Yeah, I'm not super confident, but I could see it. Yeah, but he, I know, I know he's like a reverse splits guy. And he has, like, a nasty changeup, but just something about him doesn't really move the needle for me. I'm not a huge Walker guy, so I view this as, like, if it, again, like you said, any other team, don't even talk about this. But yeah. it's the Rays, man. Charlie, and I think I do think he can do, if, if it's good, Michael Walker, I think he can give you what Charlie Morton gives you in a regular season. Yeah, the playoffs is where you get yes. a lot worse, losing Morton and Snell. But regular season, yeah, I mean, the workload is pretty much taken care of. I could not agree more. And now we got to talk about your guy and mm-hmm. my team. Sam Fold hired for the Phillies, but not in what you would think. Not as the manager where he's been rumored for the Red Sox, RIP, wish he was here, and for mm-hmm. every other team. Instead, he was hired as the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies in what may be the most confusing, but I'm intrigued move of the offseason. The Phillies should be our bonus team we're red sox fans we have a we have like the royals are kind of our fan mistress the phillies are like the people that just keep dragging us in but then breaking our heart but intriguing us like posting a little bit of a weird picture and we keep coming back because the phillies come out say they're bankrupt we're trading everyone just kidding we wouldn't trade zach wheeler if it was babe ruth and we're like what the hell is going on this franchise is losing it they're not going to sign jt romuto everything's just going down the drain they're wasting bryce harper is bryce harper traded this is all spinning through our little silly minds but then they come back and sign dave dombrowski who we like as red sox fans he knows how to win a championship and sign talent and then he gets sam fold and i love both of those guys and i think these are two great hires so i don't know how to feel i am so confused my i agree with you the the philadelphia phillies i just can't get rid of them i tried to get rid of them and they just keep coming back Mm-hmm. I'm stuck, and now I'm invested again. Let me free. Set me free from you. Um, 
And Sam Ford, I just don't see where he fits in with this team. Because the general manager position in baseball is practically useless nowadays. Like, there's no real GMs. It's like president of baseball operations is what it is now. So you hire Dave Dombrowski, who we all know is going to go in there and just spend money and trade everything you have and then leave you high and dry like a one-night stand. And then you have Joe Girardi, who's like a 70-year-old manager who seems very, like, old-school against the analytics grain. Maybe he's not, but he got that vibe. So we got two old guys. And now we got a 39-year-old general manager who's never been a GM. He's been with the Phillies for, like, the past four years, but he's Mm -hmm. never been a GM. What is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to balance them out? How does what dynamic does that create? I don't think Dave Dombrowski is going to be very willing to hear who he would view as a kid telling him, "Hey, you should probably look at the launch angle for this hitter before you put but trade for him." That's probably not going to happen. So I just don't see what what is he supposed to do there? What's his job? I have no idea. But we got to put it on paper right now. This is going to decide my take. Do we have faith in the Phillies? Or do we not right now with these hires? I want to. On paper, it seems really good. That That's what gets me. Because on paper, it seems good. But based on just the attitude of this franchise right now, what if they just went out and said, Dombrowski, come here. Uh, Sam Fold, oh, come here. Uh, Joe Girardi, you're with the Yankees, come here. And they just thrown it all together, and then they still, it doesn't work. Because right now, it seems like they're they're crafting this master team and if they are i think this is kind of an elite group of people sam fold joe girardi and dave dombrowski to fill build up this phillies team and win a championship that's great but or or are they just grabbing the names because people know the names and seeing what they can do on the field that's how i thought saw until they promoted sam fold to gm that's what i thought they were doing my question that i ask you is my opinion on this team is and this sam fold signing is defined by one moment can he pitch? True. Because they still have no relievers. So continue to sign GMs in presence of baseball operation. I get it. But I have to see on-field talent this year, or what's the point of all of this? Yeah, I, they got to go out and sign, like, three good top-tier oh, relievers. Yeah, or and, four or five. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe, like, pick up a little bit more, like a little bad in their lineup, another something else, because, I mean, they could lose DD, then it's like, I it gets really thin at the bottom if they lose JT Romuto. You're still, I don't know if they're in win-now mode yet. It, it's kind of counterproductive. Like, Dave Dombrowski isn't going to go out and spend right now, but then Sam Folds, he could build up a farm system, but Dave Dombrowski will trade anything that Sam Fold brings up, and then Joe Girardi will be, like, just doing Joe Girardi things. Tell me. Just explain to me your plan. I just want to know the plan. Because it seems like they're hiring Dave Dombrowski for now, Sam Fold for the future. They're not signing anybody. They're saying they're bankrupt, so they're not signing anybody, yet they continue to make moves that would imply that they're going to win in the next couple years because these guys are all 75 years old and still watch daytime television. So it's like, what is the goal here, Phillies? Do you want Babe Ruth? Do you not want Babe Ruth? Is Zach Wheeler the GOAT? Is he not? Just tell me. Explain to me. All I know about you right now is I'm in love with your powder blue uniforms. Other Mm -hmm. than that, you're just a mystery to me. They are a mystery. I'm so curious to see what will happen during the season because they could easily be forgettable because the NL East is so competitive and Washington got a little bit better this year so far. I've been been on the Nationals train bandwagon 
for like a couple weeks now, mm-hmm. at least two. So <laughs> that's I, pretty. I'm, that's pretty dedicated. Two whole weeks I've been riding this Nats. I feel like we've conflicted on this more than anything else this off season. Yeah, I, I feel like you're anti Nats. I'm not anti Nats. I just don't think they've gotten better at all since they won the World Series and winning that that team that they won the World Series was was really good. But I don't want to use the word fluky, but it wasn't like Howie Kendrick's now retired. Like it wasn't built for success over a long period of time. Agreed. It was like a one. It was like the 2013 Red Sox. It was a one hit wonder. Yeah, it was Uh, magic. Exactly. But they went out and tried to recreate this magic with a little Christmas surprise. New Year, Christmas Eve news. By the way, I was very upset by this. A little quick rant. Kind of sucked. Kind of sucked. I'm mid six or seven cookies now down my mm-hmm. stomach. I'm starting to like feel the pain. I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's Christmas Eve night. I'm enjoying the holiday season. And out of nowhere, I get a text from you. Josh Bell is traded to the Nationals. Now, immediately, I want to get on the mic and talk about it. Because I'm like, the mm-hmm. Nats, we've talked about Josh Bell before. I like the guy. Let's do this. And then I realize, oh, wait, we're on vacation. I hate you, baseball. Why do you do – after like a month of nothing, on Christmas Eve, they dropped that. I was so mad. Yeah, but this move is really confusing to me. Kind of came out at a knowing time, too. I agree. But Washington gets Josh Bell for Will Crow and Eddie Yeen. Um. So I don't know if this – there's probably a lot of stuff we're not understanding yet, but this is, in theory, a win-now move. They're getting better right now in sacrificing young pitching prospects. Not entirely. So I did a little research on what they traded for and Josh Bell, and then Ben Charrington did a press conference on the Josh Bell trade. It looks like the Pirates simply traded Josh Bell because they're going to stink for the next five years. Yeah, the Pirates dumping him, I love. That makes perfect sense. The Nats, it doesn't make as much sense for me. I get it, though. They need another bat in that lineup. Since they lost Rendon, they need somebody behind Soto. Josh Bell is one year removed from 37 home runs and 116 RBIs. This guy can rake if he's on. So do you, you're taking your bet on 2019 Josh Bell, 2020, or something in between. And for the package they gave up, it's really nothing. Will, I think it's Will Crow is a 26-year-old pitcher who made his major league debut last year and gave up 11 runs and five dingers in like 13 innings. He's nothing. Mm-hmm. But Eddie Yeen's like a single-way. He's 19 years old, signed from the Dominican Republic. He's a single-way pitcher with potential. He has like a 96-mile-per-hour fastball, free-pitch guy, but nothing projected at least until 2022, 2023 to make an impact. And he's like mid-rotation. So for Josh okay, Bell, yeah. a Big bat now, it seems very, like, no-brainer for the for the Nationals to make this move. Yeah, that, that does make sense. I think I was getting caught up in the NL, the NL East. But that is a good move for them. I mean, they do need that bat. They're going to be putting up a much more com- competitive lineup. I'm just, I'm, I think I was thinking too big picture, and I still am, how the NL East is just so good. And... Soto probably needs a, something a little bit more than Josh Bell right now. Like you, Prob- you, you want to give them that, but it's just like they're it's not quite their time to go out and sign that big prospect. But I, they could go out since and sign JT Romuto though. Then that would make them a little scary. It would, but I agree. They need one more bat. But I think this is a A plus move. If I'm a Nationals fan. Very low risk, very high reward. Worst thing that happens if Josh Bell doesn't work up, you didn't really give that much for him. So that's true, and it's a I, win for the Pirates because like. 
literally just get nothing back from him and it's still a win because you're just saving the money and you're not going to win. I don't get what the Pirates are doing here. Why trade him at his all-time low? Why not let him come back this season, like, wait till the trade deadline, see if he can get hot, then trade him? They traded him when his value could not be lower. So that I don't get for the Pirates sense, but it makes sense to get rid of him. I just think it's a terrible timing. It is. I think a lot of teams are ignoring the season. It was, it was 60 games, like literally a third of a season. So I'm, I think they're banking on 2019 Josh Bell. Yeah, so again, so why would the Pirates trade him now and not wait until he comes back and gets better and then trade him? Yeah, true. I mean, you don't know he's going to get better, though. And I, I bet the Nats were just like, oh, he was good in 2019. Obviously, like, half the league didn't play well this year because there was a pandemic, so. I completely get it from the Nats side. I just don't understand why you rushing if you're the Pirates. Like, what? Why trade him on Christmas Eve? When you can easily wait until June or July. It's not like True. you're not going to be able to get Will Crow and Eddie Yeen in July. They, they didn't get a package. So, like, what's the urgency? Your team stinks. You're going to stink for the next five years. So, why rush it now and give instead of waiting and giving yourself the potential to land something that will actually change your organization? Because Ben Charrington himself said, hey, we don't have enough talent. So, we need to start trading and getting talent. But you didn't do that. You did not impact your organization with this trade. So I'm just like, why now? Why why are you rushing? So either they don't really believe in Josh Bell to be good next season for them, and it's hard when he's surrounded with the Pirates lineup, um, or they really like Eddie Yeen. That's what scares me, the first one. they don't. The fact that they were so willing to trade Josh Bell now, if I'm a Nats fan, I'm like, is this too good to be true? Yeah. Or are the Pirates is really dumb? Because what what's the catch? Why? And we don't, like, we haven't read the full scouting reports. Maybe Eddie Yeen is supposed to be really no. good or, like, Will Crow has some upside. We, we never know. I, no, I, I read the full scouting reports before the show. I did my research today. Um, and that's what basically most of what fan graphs and MLB reporters are saying is that Eddie Yeen, slight potential Will Crow, maybe this year, but nothing long term. Yeah. So. It, it seems like it matches up for me. Um, pretty much a win for both teams. In my eyes. I disagree, but I see what you're going. I just, I'm so confused, man. Ben Sherrington is a confused You think the Pirates got fleeced? I, I think the Pirates are just stupid for making this move now. Because even if they don't believe in Josh Bell, your value can't go lower it, than what yeah, it is. It could. Do you think it would actually go lower than what they got? A 19-year-old single-way pitcher and then a 25-year-old like journeyman? Yeah, it can get worse if no one wants him. If he's bad in 2019... If he's sucking, no one's gonna trade him out. Trade for him at the deadline. True, but like, does the does the difference of is it worth the risk of him potentially getting better, and then you getting like a, a serious like top five prospect in an organization, or if he does get worse, all right, I don't get Eddie Ian. Yeah, I it it's a little weird, but it's like low prospects and also Josh Bell after a really bad season. So it's kind of like they both were like. Uh, sure. And then it kind of works out. <laughs> it felt like um they both got socks for Christmas and they just had to accept mm-hmm. it. They were just like, oh, this is what yeah. we got. Why not? Yeah, right. I'm just kinda, also... That was such... It was Christmas Eve and everyone was so depraved because this offseason has been so bad so far. And then now no one even cares. People will forget that he's on the Nationals because the Padres are about to sign half the league. A hundred percent. I forgot. When I was writing our show notes for today to make sure that we don't go off track... I was trying to follow it, and I was like, "I was like, what else happened? Oh, Joshua got traded to the Nats. That was four days ago. It feels like a year when that happened. He, 
he could either just like suck and everyone just gonna be like what he, why is he on the Nats he still sucks or he could have like a really good year and people are gonna be like oh Nationals picking him up that was a really good move underrated move where do you fall what do you think is gonna happen on your no information given to you at all just gut reaction I Pirates trading him kind of scares me I think he's probably gonna be below average I do too. I, I the Pirates, because I have some faith that the Pirates aren't that stupid. Because if he comes out and he hits like any even half of what he did in twenty nineteen, you better bet I'm gonna get on this mic and absolutely flame them. Mm-hmm. But also, they don't care. They're literally just trying to get rid of him. So maybe it was like this was the best offer they got. <laughs> that's that's terrifying. That is yeah. truly horrifying. How could this be the best off? It's basically like I could have traded you and like a bag of balls and been like, here you go, Pirates. They'd have been like, all right, you have Josh Bell. I don't even yeah. own a team. I don't know what I would do. I'd be well, like, hey, Josh Bell, want to hang out? What team wants a power-hitting first baseman that has been inconsistent? Um, like there's like, first, ba- first base is pretty – like I don't know what – like a contender wouldn't want him. Like it's there's not too many teams. Come to Boston, please. <laughs> Why not? True. We need any. We need any talent. Just get in the lineup. I would have taken him. If I would have taken him on the Red Sox in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. That I, if this was a Red Sox trade, I know for a fact you would be on this mic right now. Like, yo, 2019 Josh Bell for the win. <laughs> oh, great yeah. pick of the year. Easy. Yeah. So how much? Uh, how much odds should I put on Josh Bell winning comeback player of the year? More or less than Michael Walker? Way less. I think. Really? I think more. Yeah. He has maybe more potential. He'll hit some bombs, but I don't. I don't know. I could see him batting like eighth by the end of the year. We're gonna have to keep an eye on this because I feel like I'm a lot higher on Josh Bell than you are. Yeah, I. I mean, he can be really good. I think the Nats are definitely expecting 2019 Josh Bell. We just don't know anything. Like maybe he. The Pirates just don't like his attitude right now. Maybe they're just mm. purely money dumping, and he's going to have a great year, and the Nationals kind of got a steal. Anything could really happen. If I were to buy a Josh Bell t-shirt and he stinks, is that a cool shirt to have in five years or a dumb shirt to have in five years? Dumb because I think Josh Bell is such a boring name. Very it won't boring. be memorable. But, like, if he comes out and hits for one year and then just, like, goes to a different team, kind of a cool shirt. It's, it's a little cool, I think, a walk on the Rays is a little cooler. Walk up, Michael Walker on the Rays of the Flex. That's a cool shirt. That's a deep cut. Do you think they sell so those? Who whose Padre shirt are you getting? If they if they get Darvish, Snell, and Bauer. Ooh. I think I go Snell because Bauer. Everyone's gonna get Bauer. Mm-hmm. And Darvish, I think, is the most likelihood to stink of the three. So True. I think I think Snell's probably. Where I feel like he's niche enough that like if he's you're probably base- the the least popular out of those three in exactly. jersey sales. So if you're if you know baseball, you're like that's a cool shirt. If you don't know baseball, I can educate you by wearing my cool shirt. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's where it goes. I think I go Snell on that. I feel like you're obviously Bauer, but I feel like everyone's gonna get Bauer. So it's like probably Bauer. Um, I could go a little sneaky Darvish though because I think he's a cool Darvish guy. Darvish could be fire. Darvish could be sick. And his first name's U. Maybe if I just get the U on the back, that'd be cool. He's also incredibly popular where I don't know I don't wanna say miss say where he's from, but I know he's incredibly popular overseas. You Darvish. Japan, I think, right? I can find out. I just don't like to miss say where people are from. Um But I know his jersey sales are solid always, so I'm going Snell. Yeah, he, he, he's popping. honestly, all three of those pitchers are really good baseball personalities. 
Yeah, he's from Japan. Want to look? Do you think? Uh, go on, pop on MLB.com shop real quick because my computer's being dumb. Are mm-hmm. Blake Snell shirts up yet? No way. I mean, they didn't have Tatis shirts up until halfway through the season. How long before you think they got Snell shirts up there? They're really bad. Uh, probably like halfway through the season. That's horrible. That. We got to get hired. It's awful. Them. It's horrible. Go off. Give me a rant on MLB.com shop. <laughs> I keep saying you just. I mean, stop. they don't order jerseys for any young player because you don't know if it's going to pan out. It's not a money maker. So if you like Randy Rosarena, um, Jack Flaherty, Tyler Glasnow, anyone, if they're not a superstar, you can't buy their shirt or jersey without customizing it because they just don't want to risk the money. I guess I don't know. It, it seems stupid. They had it to does. special order a bunch of Tatis jerseys because everyone wanted one, and they like they sold those. A genius move. Like they should do that. Like you can't. We're Red Sox fans. If you don't, if you want a player other than Chris Sale, Xander Bogarts, or Raphael Devers, you can't get one. You can't get a Verdugo shirt. You can't get anything like that. I agree. They should ride the hot hand more. Like when Randy Rosarena is popping, people are trying to buy. So get yeah. that up there. Like, dude. Just make to order if you have to. Like, I feel like we could easily run that. I see. I see organizations do that all the time. They make these the most niche shirts that will literally have zero relevancy in four days. Yet they make them and sell them. Why isn't MLB doing the same and spreading more players? I don't get that. Very dumb. Very dumb. Very dumb. But I don't got anything else unless you got any more rants you want to give us, Jack. That's it for me, and my meatloaf is ready. So. Hit us with the outro. Are you eating meatloaf for dinner? Wait, real quick. I am. It's a good night. You got to go mashed potatoes on the side or that's trash. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, we love to see it. So while Jack is inhaling meatloaf, please go make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, and anywhere else you like to consume your content at the Turning to Pod. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating if you have the time. Other than that, we will see you next time with more baseball, gas, and fun. Take it easy and peace.